Hello, hello, hello. I'm sorry. I'm only just getting in touch. I, when I did the last episode, I thought I would have had a few episodes out by now. I know I've been saying this an awful lot, but I just cannot, I cannot explain fully enough just how much finishing that book, the book that I've spent the last 18 months writing, or actually probably about two months really intensely, I just cannot stress how just just the stuff in it kicked out of me just just what it did to me it was just ridiculous i was i was writing all the way through the night and i was barely sleeping and i'm just a shell of a man i'm just a husk of a man and it's taking some time to uh, get my equilibrium back so just just bear with me uh, this podcast really matters to me i've been doing it for two years now the majority of the podcast is interviews go back check the archive there's some good stuff on there and i've been obviously doing these solo episodes for the last couple of months so it really matters to me and i really want to keep it going and i really want to keep the the feed populated with good stuff so i just just bear with me i'm just uh, i'm just trying to come back to life bring me back to life as as evanescence would say wake me up I'm, i am awake right now don't wake me up because I need to sleep but I'm getting there I'm getting there I promise I meant to do an episode the other day on Bray Wyatt I'm a big professional wrestling fan I was very sad to hear that he passed away this weekend sad and shocked and I almost did an episode in the wake of hearing that news but I'm sort of pleased I didn't really because I have had a bit more time to compose my thoughts I, I don't think I'll do an episode on the feed I think I might write something on my substack uh, I plug the substack on all of the all of the interview episodes right at the beginning it's spook at substack.com that's spook three o's uh, I just think I can probably compose my thoughts better if I write something so I might try and do that tomorrow but I, I will get there with getting the podcast feed populated with more content, I promise. But just because it's been a, a week or so since I last, uh, since you last heard my dulcet tones, I thought I should probably put something on the feed just to just to tide you over. And I went on the news today. I went on the TV. I went on Al Jazeera, which was a new one for me. I went on that network to talk about Eminem and uh, the hoo ha that has. I don't want to say erupted because there are bigger stories in the world. But there's been a bit of a hoo-ha about Eminem uh, being uncomfortable and happy, downright incensed, in fact, that the Republican Party, one of their candidates, um, has been using some of his music in their rallies. And I, I have some opinions on that. I have opinions on everything. I can, I can give you an opinion on, on, on anything. I mean, there are some things that I have opinions on. Birds. I've thought about birds quite often. I'm very indifferent to birds. The strongest opinion I have about birds is that they ruin dinosaurs. Dinosaurs were so much more fun before we realised that they had evolved from birds. Uh, I much preferred them when they were monstery, when they were uh, gigantic lizards. But um, anyway, I digress. I have opinions on most things, especially when it comes to music. So I, I did a bit of a chat on Al Jazeera about Eminem and the Republican Party, and that went to a few other places um, where we talked about what rights musicians have in terms of where they want to have their music heard or the politics that they're associated with. So, yeah, here's a little interview that I did on Al Jazeera a bit earlier today. The, the audio is okay. It's not ripped directly from the broadcast. I had to play it back and stuck the microphone in front of it so you might hear some cars driving by because as you know I've talked about this often where I record the podcast uh, backs onto a uh, main road so uh, yeah enjoy that if you're a fan of cars and hear some cars 
Listen, I'm waffling. I'm really tired. I'm really tired. I don't know who I am. I don't know who I am anymore. But uh, I will be back very soon, I promise, with some brand new stuff. In the meantime, this is me on Al Jazeera talking about Eminem and the Republican Party. And Fatboy Slim, weirdly. Welcome back. You're watching Al Jazeera. I'm Nastasia Tay here in Doha. Let's remind you of our top stories. Now, U.S. rapper Eminem has demanded that Republican presidential hopeful Vivek Ramaswamy stop using his music at campaign rallies. He sent a cease and desist letter last week. That's after Ramaswamy performed himself Eminem's award-winning song Lose Yourself at the Iowa State Fair last month. Ramaswamy's campaign says it will comply with the request. Well, let's bring in James McMahon. He's a music journalist. He joins us now from London. James, so it seems that Ramaswamy is actually a genuine Eminem fan. It was really quite the performance at the State Fair. What exactly did Eminem take issue with? Well, it's not very cool to be a conservative in pop culture, and it's not—it's—it's it's even less cool, I think, to be associated with the Republican Party. So, really, I think that this says more about how Eminem views his business than actually maybe what his beliefs are. Mm. I see that he's also saying that he hates all politicians. Is him—is this him taking a, a step back broadly there? Well, I think it's interesting. I mean, my first reaction when I heard that he'd done this was that that is his right as an artist, if not actually by law, it's a bit more complicated in the States when it comes to the use of music in political rallies or in political contexts. But I, 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 there was part of me that almost thought, well, you know, Eminem, who was a con- such a contrarian mm. uh, as a younger man who really was apolitical in lots of ways, um, that this was this made him almost seem like um, almost like a Democrat shrill shill in a sense. You know, this was almost this wasn't very cool at all. But I think actually the fact that he hasn't endorsed either party mm-hmm. or he hasn't come down on either side of the political divide is kind of quite cool. Actually, uh, my issue is a little bit that I'm not quite sure he could look at what the Democratic Party are doing and think, yes, that's something... Like, America's in... It's, I don't think he could have said America's in great shape because it isn't in great shape, mm. you know? And I think that that, that would have... Um, that would have been something that I would have balked at. But actually, he's really said, I don't, just don't want any part of this circus. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, this isn't, as you alluded to, James, the first time that politicians and, and pop stars haven't exactly seen eye to eye. In particular, as you also mentioned, a lot of musicians seem to have taken issue with the Republican Party and with Trump. I remember there weren't many who actually wanted to even perform at his inauguration. And the list of artists who don't want him particularly using their music is long. Elton John, Adele, the Rolling Stones, Neil Young. But even before that, there was Bruce Springsteen, right, and Ronald Reagan. It has been mostly Republican campaigns, it seems. Yeah, well, I mean, I just don't think... I don't think that the right is particularly good at pop culture. I think that pop culture has always been the realm of the left. And I think you saw that uh, in recent times, literally in the last month, with the Oliver Anthony song, uh, Rich Ben North of Richmond, which has been such a, a breakthrough success and how desperately the right tried to adopt him as one of their own. And he said the same thing. He said, I'm... 
I, this song that I've written is about you as much as it is about the Democrats. Like, I just don't believe in the system anymore. And I think that's where most sane people have arrived at. I think that the right isn't just, it's just not very good. It's just not very good at pop culture. Even if some of their ideas aren't necessarily wrong, mm. I just think that the left and the Democrats, they've always been... Um, They've always been the causes that musicians and artists and such like have wanted to get behind. Yeah. I, th I think that it's a bit. Com I think it's more complicated at the current moment, though, because I think that what the Democrats are doing is seemingly so out there. Um, I think that it's. But at the same time, no one wants to endorse the Republicans because what they're doing is really out there as well. So it's James, really the extremity of politics right now sure. that is. Uh, let me ask you, what are the actual rules? Uh, are there rules around campaigns using specific songs? Do, do they technically have to ask for permission? Uh, well, in the States, they don't have to. There's basically um, BMI and ASCAP, A-S-C-A-P, that is basically they have a catalogue of songs, and if you are part of that catalogue, then your music can be used without you being asked permission. It's much easier in the UK, it's PPL, so you actually, if you were going to use a song for a political rally in the UK, uh, I'm not sure we quite describe them as political rallies, but for usage in a rally, uh, then you would have to ask permission. Uh, famously in 20, uh, 2004, just after the start of the Iraq war, uh, Fatboy Slim stopped the Labour Party from mm. using Right Here, Right Now, which was actually uh, an example of a musician making a statement uh, against mm. the left wing in, in, in the country. So that's interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Um, James McMahon there, um, music journalist, speaking to us from London. Thanks so much for joining us and, and sharing your, your thoughts and insights, James. Thank you for speaking to me.